1: in the know non-stop Vikings talk it's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com welcome to 20 points man you gave us a chance at the end but I got three words for you you like that? (laughs) oh nothing to get you fired up like a Kirk Cousins post-game celebration locker room address
2: Mm.
1: why you gotta start Mm. with it? why you gotta do that dude it's a great clip it's a great clip. The Kirk stands like were
2: on Twitter last night already. Were they? Getting after me.
1: What'd you do? What, what, did, you, what did you do?
2: I got a note about how Kirk's stats, like oh. my garbage time comment isn't right because only like 8.4% of his stats come in garbage. Some, I don't know.
1: No, but people people aren't accounting for when you're one in five, everything is garbage time when you're when you start the well, season yeah. 1 and 5 the pressure is just off entirely well, because you've have, you have nothing to lose anymore
2: the problem with breaking things down too exact like that too is it's your choice where you draw the line so like what you might consider garbage time and what i might and what the statistician might are completely different so it's like yeah you can torture what what's the old saying lies damn lies and statistics that's the old <laughs> sure. saying sure Because that's the reality. Is I can torture any statistic I want into saying what I want the narrative to be. That's true. It's torturing it. It's torturing the statistic or analytics.
1: I just wrote down in my notes for next week. Let's do a dive into: Is it a myth or is it a reality that Kirk only puts up stats in garbage time? Because I I think we should actually do an episode on that sometime next week. Okay, but that's not what we had scheduled for today. Today is another camp story session. With sports dad Judd Zolgad, former lead Vikings beat writer from the Star Tribune Those for a number of years, days, AccessVikings.com. Access yeah, TV
2: commercials like yeah, Chip, just the Chipper, Chipper and I fame, filmed man. that at CCO one early one day. Yeah, that was yeah. some good stuff. And we're gonna t- we're gonna tell
1: some stories about one of the most wild and fun periods in recent Vikings training camp history from two thousand ten, but. This is Purple Daily, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, our executive producer, Declan Goff, presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love at TCL. And uh, also, before we dive into this, this is the most comfortable I've been in about 48 hours because I did a load of laundry and Mm -hmm. I've got a fresh set of chill boys on right now. The most legitimately comfortable boxer briefs I have ever worn. It literally feels like, it feels like somebody put Bamboo fabric in a mm-hmm. cold tub mm-hmm. and wrapped it around my waist and midsection on a 100 degree day. Like, I just feel so fresh all the time and a smile on my face because of ChillBoys and ChillBoys.com.
0: Go ahead, Dex. I was going to say, what I like. We all love them. Is it, it's not just the bamboo. There's also the performance brand, Phil. And the performance brand is the one I like to wear when I'm performing. So the. What? Wait. You, I'm, I'm, ta- could, like I could talk. well, I'm talking. I can be talking about golf. What, what are you doing? I can be talking about walking. What are you talking about? I'm you just talking paused, about my you, performing.
1: You paused before you said performing, and it was weird. Okay. I don't know what well, that pause was. But I, I don't know what you're when talking you, about. And you also, I think you winked at
2: us too, which is a little performing. Performing is <laughs> very much.
1: I'm just saying. Open for
2: interpretation.
0: The Chill Boys have performance and bamboo, and I like both of the options that are at my disposal.
2: Can I use a word to possibly save this ad? Because I'd like to use a word when it comes to Chill Boys. I've been thinking about, like, what what word perfectly encapsulates my love of Chill Boys? Performance? my, My word is not performance. My word is freeing. Chill Boys are freeing. Chill Boys make you feel like you aren't bound up. You aren't tied up. You aren't ha- having to get up and a- adjust. You-, you know that guy steps yeah. into the batter's box and he ad- has to adjust things. Ryan
1: Dozier, Hang no, of it. No, clearly, clearly not wearing clearly not not Chill Boys. Boys exactly clearly right. It, yeah. Chill
2: Boys, you never yeah. have to adjust because you are free to live your life.
0: And a man who wears it's tight mi- jeans, like you, there's adjusting that happens, and I don't get that with Chill Boys. Yeah.
2: It's a
1: Minnesota it. company, ChillBoys.com, if you want to join the movement, if you will. Um, <laughs> So, boys, I saw this poll from our friends on the Fan in Milwaukee. Your old buddy Rami does afternoons on the Fan in Milwaukee, and their station Twitter account put out a poll to Packer fans: Hey, if, if noted Bucks minority owner Aaron Rodgers shows up to a Bucks Finals game, will you boo him? Will you boo Aaron Rodgers if he shows up to a Bucks Finals game? Forty-two percent of people, Packers fans, said they would boo Aaron Rodgers if he shows up at a Bucks Finals game. I mean, those 42% are just making it more of a certainty that he plays for the Vikings probably in 2023 just to stick it to the Packers. And it just took me back to 2009 and 2010, the glorious Brett Favre, glorious and tragic Brett Favre era here. Uh, we've got the two Brett Favre stories episodes up, Purple Rewind, on the Purple Daily Podcast feed and YouTube channel, so check those out. Um, but let's focus on the 2010 training camp here where, and I, and I'm going to throw it to Judd. I covered that training camp too, but it all kind of started with, there was, you know, Brett Favre had retired again and we were back to the T Jack and sage thing. And there was one blistering hot day and all of the Vikings main decision makers held what appeared to be a panicked meeting in the middle of the practice fields during the middle of one of the main practices in front of the media. Yep. Jake Laser was even there that day. Jake Laser was just like... I think Jake Laser was in the meeting, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And that all led to chaos in Mankato, the eventual return of Brett Favre to the Twin Cities. But what do you remember about the 2010 Vikings training camp and the Brett Favre saga, Jeff? Get, get
2: the campfire going here. Campfire. Oh, I like there it. it is. I like it, kids. Right. So... Yeah. I actually to go back to that um scorching hot and it was also incredibly I remember being being humid that day. It was like one of those stifling days where you couldn't breathe on the practice field. The night before I was in the was it Applebee's or Phil? I think it was an Applebee's <laughs> across from our hotel. Benegins. Benegins. So
1: Apple it was Applebee's, Applebee's.
2: Applebee's. So I I'm in there with I forget if it was Chip, but anyway, I get a text from a source saying okay there there's there is steam now because we all expected him to come back. we just didn't know when, and we damn well knew that he was not going to show up any anytime that they they were in Mankato, right like that was the known and in two thousand nine he came back and it was oh my god he said he was going to retire and then he came back. I'll admit that was a little bit of a surprise by two thousand ten you knew you thought you knew he was coming back. In retrospect, we didn't, but we thought that we knew he was. So that sort of started the ball rolling to the next day when was it Rob Brzezinski, the Vikings cap guy, ran out on the field and and so there were three practice fields, like we talked about yesterday, in Mankato. And there was a big gap or a sideline between what would be practice fields one and two, where uh, a lot of team officials could watch practice and coaches, blah, blah, blah. So Brzezinski, as I remember, runs out of Gage Hall, which was still there at the time. And all of a sudden, it's like Rob Brzezinski, Brad Childress, who quits watching practice. Like, totally punts on practice. Rick Spielman. I think the Wilfs were there that day, too. They were. Yeah. Mark and
1: Ziggy were were both part of this.
2: And so, like, nobody is watching practice at this point, and we're all watching them as we sweat to death, knowing full well that this is all Favre. This is all Favre. And it's at that point, that that was the, probably the first time, Phil, that I realized there was probably no guarantee he was coming back. And to your point, they were panicked. Because before that, so, I so thought in it was that, a so in, that
1: moment, so in that moment, when mm. they were having that panic meeting, you think that was, he had told them he's not coming back? Yes. Yes, and they were trying to figure out what the hell was that, what they were going to do. I think
2: until that day, we all assumed he w- was coming back. And the the tip that I got the night before from a source, I think, goes back to the, the fact that they thought, oh, the ball is rolling; he'll join us at Winter Park because he sure as hell is not going to fly into M- Minneapolis Saint Paul International and haul it down to Mankato, so i think that was the first time that he's like i don't think i'm coming back which of course then ends with them sending the plane with jared allen and hutch and longwell uh down to mississippi but anyway that day was so stifling and so hot and we're all like oh my god i can't believe this and that really started around two of he might not come back
1: yeah so I remember, though, sort of the like the next... Because they were still at training camp in Mankato for maybe another few days or a mm-hmm. week or something. I'm trying to remember the timeline. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other hilarious piece is all these rumors are swirling, right? Is he going to show up? Is he not? And at some point, a guy who looks exactly like Brett Favre started driving around Mankato, showing up to different establishments, and doing it in the most hilarious, low-key way possible. In fact, this this was just like... This is before Instagram, before, clearly before TikTok. Facebook existed, but it wasn't nearly as, as big as it is now, and Twitter was pretty fledgling. So it was pretty early social media era. I'm wondering what this would have been like now if, you, if like, from 30 yards away if a guy's got his, like, dirty Nike cap pulled down. But a guy who looked and sounded like Brett Favre. There was a report at one point on one of the local Mankato TV stations that Brett Favre was indeed in town and spotted in his truck, and I think they even had at one point, like, An eyewitness on camera saying they saw Brett Favre driving, you know, past the stadium or whatever. And I heard a great story from the owner of Boomtown, which I think is now Bradley's in Mankato, but Boomtown was the big college bar on campus where I mean it was where like players would go at night to blow off some steam and sometimes stay out past curfew. And the owner, so the owner of Boomtown had sort of seen it all, and uh, and he tells a story and says, "Yeah, this guy walks in." looked exactly like brett Favre, but you could tell like you could tell he he wasn't but you were kind of like god is that is is that him and he walked up to one of the servers this is like two o'clock in the afternoon on a weekday right where it's so it's it's pretty dead there's a couple people in there and he goes hey uh you got a table somewhere uh somewhere private for me (laughs) like he's he he didn't walk in and say i'm brett Favre." like the the brett Favre lookalike was playing it super coy like (laughs) You know, is there a, is there a private booth somewhere? You know, because I just you know, just want to get a little lunch and uh, don't want to be spotted. But like that was, I just remember: is he in town? Is he not? Is that really Brett Favre driving around? And that was the entire week of of uh, training camp that week.
2: I remember the TV report; like they were actually chasing this ghost of. And I, if I'm not mistaken, it was the person was spotted at one point, like a Firebird, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, is Brett Favre? And I think the first place, so <laughs> the first time that I, I heard this was the day it happened. I was, we were on the sideline at practice. And I want to say the guy was spotted in a Firebird in like the parking lot of a Shields, which was a sporting goods store or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Brett Favre, is it Shields? <laughs> so this guy's driving around to the most like... I mean, like far, hey, can I get some lunch here and stuff? It's just the greatest. And I I think today it would be more of a mad dash than it was back then, because I actually saw a report this year. It was probably about two and a half months ago. Very similar. Very similar. Aaron Rodgers lookalike in Green Bay. And, oh, once, yeah. and it surfaced yeah. on Twitter yep. and probably Instagram as well <laughs> that this guy, this guy that look, and it's like, we think he's in town. Like, is he going to show up? This is incredible. Aaron Rodgers is in Green Bay. Same and you can pull thing. That,
1: you, you can pull that stunt in Mankato in Green Bay because it's a small enough town. Yep. And, you know, the word starts to spread. The local TV stations are just going to probably go with it. And for, have, and no for everybody
2: who says, oh, come on, don't be so gullible. I will say this. We we learned how difficult it can be to uh, to believe at times that a guy is either really where you think you see him or he's not. When the Packers had a was at the end of the season last year, I think it was after they lost, and they had some type of get together at their facility. And Rogers, I think, was in the back of Bakhtiara's pickup truck with like what? Oh, yes. oh, a twenty four pack.
1: Yes, that's right. And
2: somebody, somebody driving down and somebody yeah. actually filmed it on their phone and tweeted it. And I was like, that, nah, that guy's just got to look like Rodgers, right? And uh, Rodgers totally confirmed it was him. So, like, yeah. that's how difficult this can be at times to play that game of, I think I saw him.
1: Yeah. I think the, the other thing, too, and and we'll, we'll get to the whole, like, flying down, the three Vikings players flying down after the training camp portion was over, but... We talked about this a little on yesterday's show. That forty two percent poll, I mean, that is a that is a prominent Wisconsin sports radio station with diehard Packers fans voting on that poll. Forty two percent of those diehard Packer fans mm-hmm. said they will boo Aaron Rodgers if he shows up to a Bucks game. Are these the dumbest fans in America? Like you guys, I know that you're mad because he's betraying the franchise. Okay, you've had two of the greatest quarterbacks for three decades. And the team has failed oftentimes to put enough pieces around them. Now, it's, now, sometimes do those quarterbacks maybe shoot themselves in the foot? Yeah, like, you know, does does Aaron sometimes melt down late in games a little bit? Yeah, Brett Favre does once in a while. But, like, they get so mad. Like, if a guy says, you know, I've been here for about 15 years. I think I just need to change the scenery, and I'm just not really in love with Mark Murphy anymore because he's kind of a weirdo. <laughs> fans fans side with Mark Murphy. Fans side with Brian Gutekunst as opposed to listening to Aaron Rodgers and his rightful gripes. And I just like every time I see something like this come on, I'm like that's another step toward Aaron <laughs> playing in purple just like Brett, finish the job that Brett couldn't to make it happen. I don't know, man. Dumbest, dumbest fans in America for my money.
2: The Rodgers hate makes less sense to me because – The Favre hate I got, okay? Brett Favre to end uh, 2008, Packers lose to the Giants in the conference championship game, and he doesn't play well. And he basically says, I'm done. So like he said in March of that year, I'm done playing. And they went so far as to eventually fly down to Mississippi to say, are you really done? Because we're going to turn the page. He's like, I'm done. And then in what, June of that year, he's like, I think I want to come back. And so being mad at Favre made more sense because he said he was done and then he was not done. So I guess if I was a fan, I would side with the team a little bit more. But the Rodgers thing, like how do you not blame the team as well? The team has done everything they, they can for how long now, including drafting his successor, not consulting with him at all, and then basically the successor might not be good. Yeah. By the way, didn't you at some point
1: that off season going into 2010, didn't you have a conversation with Childress? Like, didn't you call him at one point or something and, and he and he either lied to you or he might have lied to you a bunch of times. Yeah, I, guess. I was going to say I,
2: I would have to football coach wise. I would have to uh, parse that apart. Uh, you know, I probably did because I did before the year. But, I mean, nobody believed. I think they were trying to say, you know, Brett, is, Brett doesn't know. Nobody believed them until that day when it was clear that they, they were like, oh, my God, he might not come back. And, and at that point, you don't have a quarterback. And maybe Brad was like, well, Tavares will be okay. But, I mean, everybody else. The thought process, Phil, as you know, going into 2010 was we are going to run this entire thing back and make it right this time. And nobody, but nobody saw the complete destruction that uh, befell that team in 2010. And so we just all thought Favre's going to sit out the Mankato portion of training camp, come back in uh, Eden Prairie, and it's all going to pick up. And that's where we were wrong.
1: So one of the most hilarious parts about this saga is after the Mankato portion, Ryan Longwell, Jared Allen, and Steve Hutchinson hopped on a plane, a private jet, down to Hattiesburg Mississippi but and we'll tell you the the funny parts of that story what people don't remember about that story is they actually drove up to Brainerd first and they spent a weekend at the races they went to Brainerd International Raceway because they just had to get some drag racing in <laughs> in fact if you're also looking for a fun sporting event you're looking to get out and uh have a good time with some uh some some fellow car heads and and uh and I, so my family, uh, my uncle races at Lacrosse Motor Speedway over on the other side of the board. So I've always been kind of a, a racing nerd. Like Dale Earnhardt was always my favorite athlete, but, um, Brainerd International Raceway is legit. It's, it's a super fun time. July 16th through the 18th with the second annual Jed Copham Memorial Race. And you can get tickets and camping packages at B I R M N dot com. B I R M N dot com. Check it out. So those guys fly down after hanging out at Brainerd International Raceway for a couple days and camping out. And they go down to Brett Favre's house in Mississippi. They basically show up to say, hey, man, on behalf of Childress, who you hate, and he's not here, it's just us. In fact, just come back, and you guys don't even have to interact. It's just be us, just the boys. Let's run this thing back, right? So Brett Favre and his wife welcome these guys into their home. And Brett Favre then proceeds to go take a two-hour nap and just leave those three guys hanging out in the living room mm-hmm. during the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Brett was like so. Brett was like so like not excited to see them. He was Brett was Brett was very much like, oh, I guess. I mean, if you guys are down here, I guess maybe. I guess I'll come back. If You're gonna pay me a million dollars a game to come back. I don't really want to. I'm gonna go take a nap right now because I just got done mowing our 14-acre lawn and I'm kind of tired and sunburned. Um, what else do you remember from, like, the Steve Hutchinson? We've had Steve Hutchinson, Jared Allen, and Ryan Longwell all on the show throughout the years telling their variations of these stories.
2: So in in the panic that he wasn't going to come back, my favorite part of this entire thing was Childress said, I'm going down there to talk to him. And those guys said, no, Brad, we'll go. And Brad's (laughs) like, huh? Like, trust us, we'll go. And so I think it was Longwell, who, who was really close with Favre, who, like, convinced them, let's take these guys down there and at least we'll have a fighting chance because I'm sure that Brett had told Ryan, I'm not coming back, and Longwell probably said, yes, you're going to come back. But if Brad Childress had gone down there to try to extract Far from the mansion, I don't think he comes back because, I mean, he clearly didn't like Brad. And so they go down there, and I think from the stories that we've been told by – those guys, they really weren't sure that he was going to get on the plane with them until the last second, which is typical Favre. Like, Favre loves drama. He loved the drama, right? So he he might have made up his mind long before that. But I just love the part of the story where they're like, we're wasting our time. And then it might have been Longwell who told us that the only fly in the ointment was Jarrett started saying, I don't blame you. I wouldn't come back either. Yeah, and like Hutchinson and Long were like, "What are you talking? What are you doing?" And he's like, "Yeah, I mean, this is great. You got this." Uh, Jared, the state. Jared knew. Ja- well, Jared knew, and Jared, Jared, if he had had the money at the time that Brett did, probably would have quit himself. So he yeah. starts telling Brett, "I can't blame you. See you later, dude." And they're like, "What are you doing, man?" So I love that part because that's so Jared Allen. Yeah, yeah, and he like it, and. Brett
1: Favre didn't want to play, but but his teammates are pulling him. He still loves football, like he loves the games and just being around the the, the team, and he loves making a million dollars a game, which yes. is, which was the going rate for him <laughs> yes in two thousand and ten. Like you know, now guys are making double. I mean, Kirk's making two million dollars a game, but um, it was very obvious, basically from the first week of the season that oh, like he's playing, but he looks older. Like he definitely looks older than he did a year ago, and he's. <laughs> just not as into this as he was. Well, he had City accomplished Rice
2: was out He had accomplished I think in his mind exactly what he wanted, which was to stick it to the Packers twice, which he did.
1: That was um, his Super Bowl. Yeah,
2: exactly right. The game in Green Bay to him was absolutely huge. The team had a great year. Uh, after week 2 starting with the San Francisco game, he proved he was still a great QB. I mean, he he could have won the MVP that year. He was that good. He took him to the conference title game, and he proceeded to get the crap out, out of him. And I think he was pretty much like, I'm probably done. And they're like, but we got unfinished business here. And I think Favre's like, not really. And then he, he came back. And yeah, I mean, the money for Brett was absolutely huge. But um, and then, I mean, the fact, though, and this was sort of, this was part of the training camp dysfunction of 2010 and my god was there a lot of that but part of the training camp dysfunction also was that the day that those three guys alan longwell and hutchinson disappeared childress wasn't scheduled to talk to the media and so instead of being like you know what i'll i'll talk because clearly we have three you know pretty important players gone They send up Stooges, assistant coaches, including special teams coordinator Brian Murphy, who, who of course, is asked, where is your all-pro left guard? Where is your all-pro right defensive end? And your kicker, who on this team is pretty damn important. And they had told Murphy to say they're in the practice shed because it it was a nice day outside. The team practiced outside. They're in the practice shed working on what? Trick plays. (laughs) What? What? And everybody's trick like, plays. and meanwhile, I had gotten a tip, so I had gone back to the press room there to publish a thing saying they're going to try and get Favre out of Mississippi. He Brian Murphy says they're practicing trick plays, and and our buddy Murphy Brian from the Pioneer Press is like, "What do you tell ta- what?" And so the so the special teams coordinator. I mean, this poor guy. Think about this. He's a special teams coach. He has no training in how to talk to the media, or give pressers. And and often his pressers were attended, Phil, as you know, by like three people, right? Yes. So yes. like all of a sudden there's this big group. I guess he goes upstairs and Murphy absolutely melts down because Brian's like, what the hell are we doing? I just got killed by, and rightfully so, by the media out there. And I don't know if he yelled at Childress or who he yelled at. I think he yelled at PR. but And he wasn't wrong. He absolutely went ballistic, because he looked like an idiot. Oh my gosh, who lives in that
0: cabin? What's wrong with their lakeshore? Look at all those weeds. oh that is the worst cabin on the
1: lake.
2: Don't be such a busybody. Excuse me? They must not know about Aquaside. Is
1: that what we use? Yep. Just one application of Aquaside each spring keeps our lakeshore weed free. Shh. Don't be that cabin this summer on your lake. Eliminate lake weeds this summer with Aquaside pellets. I should tell them about Aquaside. Oh, yeah, now who's the busybody? Call one 800 328 nine three five zero or go to aquaside.com why wouldn't they just say like you don't need to lie just can't you just tell a half truth can't you just say hey we're uh we're, we're mixing in some veteran off days just to keep those guys fresh so some of our we'll be mixing in some off days for some of the veterans and so they're not here today
2: yeah which is partially true they're not here today but i mean they a day off practice it's but great. i mean if you're gonna do that stunt in front in in what is still considered at that point in time, uh, pretty much a training camp portion of practice, which means the media can watch the whole thing. Doesn't it make sense to send the head coach up there to talk and at least try and explain what you just said? <laughs> yeah. Not the special teams coordinator? <laughs> I mean, the only guy I've ever seen coordinator-wise who could have survived that and actually probably gotten away with it a little bit was Tomlin in 2006, because he was great yeah. at the podium. But other than that, you know, Daryl Bevel, no. Brian Murphy, uh, no. Bill Musgrave, no. I mean, Frazier. Frazier, never,
1: Fra- Frazier wouldn't have been able to lie, man. No, He's I mean, too, exactly. Too, too honest and nice of a Ex- guy. No,
2: I agree with you. So anyway, yeah. yeah, they're working on trick plays in the practice shed God on a gorgeous God. day. <laughs> so trick that's plays. the story. What would of- Steve Hutchinson have been doing on, with a trick play, too? Like, <laughs> like Longwell, I sort of get, but like Jared Allen. What the hell would he be doing on a trick play?
1: Trick plays with your left, a Hall of Fame left guard. Just, uh, what, what's he doing? He's, he's going he's gonna to pull and, like, take a handoff from the quarterback? A jet sweep with Steve Hutchinson? Oh, my God. So that's the story uh, from sports dad Judd Zolgut, former lead Vikings beat writer for the Star Tribune during those, uh, those days. And that's the story of how Brett Favre came back to the Vikings. In 2010, our friends at PXG, by the way, are helping all former football players in retirement with their golf game. They're available. The Gen 4 golf clubs, whether you're Brett or somebody else and you got some time on your hands. I know Ryan is a big golfer down in Florida. So uh, check out those Gen 4 golf clubs, the best performing clubs PXG has ever made. If you're looking for something a little bit more within uh, your price range, the new 0 to 11 golf clubs might fit that. But you can go try them out. PXG Minneapolis and Southdale Center. Just an amazing, amazing spot. Um, and you can find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. Are you guys ready for the random Viking of the week here <laughs> De- on Purple Daily? Declan is. Dude, Declan was... One guess. It's like, name that tune. I played like one yeah. note on the piano yep. and he was like, "Tara right. Jackson. Yep. Amazing. Mitch Berger. What if it was Mitch Berger? What if it was <laughs> Mitch Michael
2: McDonald. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Michael McDonald. Who, by the
2: Michael way, McDonald, is coming former to bike. the state fair. Dude. Michael McDonald,
1: a legend of Yacht Rock.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah. I had it flown this floor for week, and I was thinking of you.
2: George Washington, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: One of the highlights of my life was, uh, was was being invited backstage at the Minnesota Zoo after oh Michael God. McDonald got done playing a two-hour glorious set to hang out with Michael McDonald. And? Take pictures. Let's She's hear how the conversation ready. went. Very Very such a long way to go. <laughs>
0: he's on this new uh, celebrity dating show too on ABC with Zoe Deschanel, and he's, what? And he, and he's yeah, it's, it actually airs right after The Bachelor. Uh, you can find it on Channel Five KSTP News. I thought
1: room. that was I thought that was Michael Bolton. I would assume. Oh, that. it is Michael Bolton. I got it oh! mixed up. It is Michael Bolton. Dude. Whoops, dude. How dare you? I celebrate. How dare I you mix his up entire entire catalog when it comes Michael to McGonagall. Michael Bolton? I celebrate his entire catalog. Dude, Michael Bolton and Michael McDonald are not, they should never be in the same paragraph wow. in terms I, of their legendary status. I just right? offended Phil by yes. the biggest in relationship. You might our be I don't, I don't even want do yeah, to do the random. I'll kill the music. <laughs> ridiculous. God. You like that? Anyway. <laughs> you <like> that? <laughs> All right. So here's how it works I'm going to throw out clues. You guys each get three wrong oh. guesses. You're pitted against each other here. And you have to decipher who the random Viking of the week is. So I'm going to. You can also. Um, you can ask yes or no questions to me. That's going to be a, a new addition to this. So I will throw out. You know, once every five, 10 seconds, I'll throw a new clue out. If you want to ask me a yes or no question, you guys guess whenever you want. You each get three wrong guesses to burn. Okay. But we're pinning you against each other. All right. Okay. So uh, this former Viking is a former. Second round pick.
2: Okay. I'd like okay. one more clue. I mean, Dex okay. might get it right now, which.
1: Okay. This former Viking is now retired. Okay. This former Viking played a decade in the NFL. decade This former Viking was born in Newark, New Jersey. Went to Elmer Elmyer's uh high school in Pennsylvania. <laughs> East Coast guy. Mm-hmm. This former Viking has a prominent football playing brother as well.
2: Mm. Is it a
0: linebacker?
2: No. <clears throat> Is it a wide receiver? Yes. Football playing brother.
1: This former Viking. Football playing brother. Wide receiver. So we know he's a wide receiver now. This former Viking did rack up two 1,000-yard seasons, but not with the Vikings. Oh.
0: Did he play in the 2000s? the Millennium. Yeah. Okay.
1: Two. This former Viking also played for four other teams besides the Vikings.
2: Oh, this is not who I
1: thought it was. This former Viking played three years with the Ravens, including on a Super Bowl winning team.
2: I got it. Go ahead. It is Kadri Ishmael.
1: There it is. Everybody got it. Padre Never really. Ismail, the missile, the, Never really the missile. The missile so the, not to be confused the, with the rocket. The rocket was his brother who played at Notre Dame. The missile played at Syracuse in the early 1990s, yep. played four years with the Vikings. In 1994, he, uh, he caught 45 passes for just under 700 yards and five touchdowns. And in, in 1995, 600 yards averaged almost 20 yards per reception. He was a weapon for the Warren Moon Minnesota Vikings and Brad Johnson in 1996, mm-hmm. way back in the mid 90s. Andre Ismail is, is your them, random Viking of I, the week.
0: I was thinking when I asked the linebacker, I was thinking EJ Henderson.
1: I I knew you were thinking Aaron and EJ there. I yeah. thought you were because you said I knew he was a there. second
0: round pick. So I thought yep. maybe EJ, but okay, I would
1: never have gotten that. By the way, I was hoping for a Toby Gerhardt guess in there somewhere, second second. But the round
2: brother, is. maybe maybe he'll. Be. But the brother, the brother's yeah. what stopped me from. Several guesses. At first, I at first I was thinking because I think he was a second round pick, Sidney Rice. Yeah, no. I think he was a second round pick, right? Mm-hmm. He was. He was yeah. a second round pick. So, th- yeah. like the first couple of clues, I was thinking Sidney Rice, but I don't think Sidney Rice was on the East Coast. I'm pretty sure he wasn't. So. No. No. Okay. So, uh, yeah, well, that's a, that's random Viking of the week presented by Five and One, Declan. 5-1-1. But but you still have the the, the credibility walk-off. of the walk one pitch.
1: Walk off, <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Yes,
2: I need I'll
1: try and tee one up for Judd to maybe get a walk off at some point, too. But I don't know how you do it. Like the first clue is so benign. You're just going to have to throw a random player. You
2: did a good Declan did a good job.
1: So Federated, if you're a business owner out there and also a fan of the purple, this is a great intersection for you because Federated is here to offer frontline protection products and services tailored to your needs and tailored to help protect your business. There's all kinds of different industries. Federated protects businesses in and you can find that list at federatedinsurance.com. Uh, the insurance world can seem overwhelming, and so let Federated do the heavy lifting and to help you find coverage that best, best fits your business needs. Federatedinsurance.com. Remember, at it Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, good camp session today. Uh, a little four question Friday tomorrow. I got a feeling at some point in the next week, I feel like there's going to be Aaron Rodgers news soon feel like we're going to get a Harrison Smith contract, maybe a Brian O'Neill. So there might be some news on the horizon. And Mm -hmm. if you guys have any ideas for us for uh, for either camp stories or Purple Rewind episodes, like things you want us to do deep dives into, let us know in the YouTube comment section on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Click the subscribe button and uh, hit that bell notification so you can be alerted when new episodes pop up. All right, boys. See you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment.